0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah gulseth it is monday it's a mental health monday here on the coffee hour Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi.
1: Good morning.
2: Happy uh, Advent. Yay. Yes. Happy
0: Advent. Happy New Year.
2: Happy. Happy new church here, right, right. Yeah. Like we don't want to confuse anyone, Andy. Like I feel like in this year <laughs> with our messed up calendars, we could all be anywhere, right? <laughs> Wait, it's January already? What happened?
0: <laughs> you know, right? What do you mean messed up calendars? I don't know. What, I you're know. what are about? we talking about here? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Well we're we're today we're moving into um our th- the topic of identity in the mental health Monday series here on the coffee hour, where are you going to take us with this? Uh, what, what are we going to talk about with identity?
2: Yeah. For today, we're going to really rest on that question. What is identity? We usually start each of these developmental questions each month with a foundation of what that term means, you know, taking the very conceptual and abstract to this idea of what it looks like in my everyday life. And so we want to be able to do that with identity, especially because it is so foundational. You know, I think that this really feels like to me the middle kind of pivot of development development. Um, And it's one that I believe, just like the others, I said, we kind of repeat back onto our areas of development over and over again. But I think we can all wrap our heads around the fact that identity is something we're always working with, we're always addressing. Um, And I think it does us a disservice when we I think misunderstand that there's a purpose in asking ourselves, who am I? at all times. I think we see that as a deficit, if you will, when we have the identity question pop back up in our lives. But really, I think that's a work of God. And so we're going to get into that uh, duality of knowing ourselves through Christ, but also uh, having that question come alive and well in our life and not seeing that as a place of weakness in our lives, but seeing it as a work of God, a place of strength, if you will. So what is identity? And I do actually have an Andy and Sarah question to start us off this time. So uh, <laughs> so what does child of God mean to you as foundational for your identity? So that's question one, like what, when you hear identity and child of God, how do those things connect for you? How is that foundational for you? And what does that mean to you?
1: Back in high school, one of my religion, my freshman religion teacher, uh, he's. I, it was one of those things like, if you don't learn anything else in this class, you'll at least come away with this. And it must have worked because I still remember it. Uh, and he would always tell us that we are unique child, or bab- unique children of God, full of potential, or baptized children of God, full of potential, something along those lines. Um, but that uh, that is stuck in my head. That uh, especially going through. You know, young adult stuff, early, mid, late 20s stuff and not really like knowing where you fall in different areas or in different, I don't know, Mm -hmm. talents or other vocations. You know, it always comes back to that, um, the baptism into Christ, that 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 is the one thing that everything stems out of. Every other vocation and relationship stems out of the fact that uh, that I am God's child. And that's Mm -hmm. that is the one thing that matters above all other things
2: hmm. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I love that phrase. So say it one more time for us. Baptized children of God, full of potential full of potential.
1: That... Yeah. I
2: love it. That's really helpful. Awesome. Andy, do you have anything else to share with
1: that?
0: Uh, being a, a child of God means that I have a a father, a a heavenly father mm-hmm. to whom I can turn for whatever I need. Um, which makes me ask the question, what do I need and what do I want? And clarify those Mm -hmm. things when, when I feel like I need something, is it, do I need it or do I want it? Um, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but that he provides for all that I need and, Mm -hmm. um, that, that I don't really need more than what I have been given, frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. so just knowing that I have a, a, heavenly father is, is foundation to who I am, um, mm-hmm. unique about me as it, what, what's unique about me as Wait, we haven't gotten, gotten to that oh, yet. sorry. Wait, you okay. are reading ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Surprise listeners. We have show notes. No, <laughs> no I love it. I love that it. might be surprising. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say <laughs> that, that is true, especially for this programming, right? Um we digress. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to mention how you both pointed out something that is really important about identity. And that's that concept of tethering is what I like to call it. There's this uh, unchanging aspect of who God is in relationship to who I am, that helps me to feel a little bit more stable in a very unstable world. And when my insides are very unstable, right? That's the, that's the experience of humanity on this earth. So I think that it's just really helpful to be able to understand that that core is there to what identity is for us as Christians, that we are children of a loving father. We are redeemed children of God, we can say. And so those are layers of things. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of self worth next week when we talk about mental health and identity. And so I'm going to leave that piece there and we'll talk a little bit more about how those things interact as uh, God is our father but also then Christ is our redeemer in identity Um, but for now understanding that we need that tether and so it's one reason why spirituality even for people who don't know Christ is really important to the core of our identity people will return to this question again and again because we need a tether we need something that is unchanging something that is bigger than us and I don't care what people say about what they believe. They have some kind of belief even if that belief is unbelief in anything. Like you've made a conscious decision especially through young adulthood when searching through identity toward what your sense of spirituality is. And so so we make choices about that and knowing knowing that we are loved, that we were created and redeemed by the God of the universe is life-changing. You can imagine, as I say that, what a difference that makes for then moving forward with understanding who I am as a unique individual. So we are going to enter that realm now. So now, Andy, is your question, what is unique about you as a child of God? Like Sarah said, we have that potential, right? So what is your unique potential? What is your uniqueness about you?
0: Oh man, you had to come to me first, didn't you? <laughs> I thought about this one. I don't have a great answer. Um...
2: I don't either. I feel like, okay, I have to interrupt with that's because you're Lutheran and a, a pretty great LCMS Lutheran. Like, this is not something we focus on real well. And I think because we don't want people to get too much confusion about their core identity. But Mm -hmm. we do do ourselves a disservice when we don't understand how God is working on those outskirts of identity, if you will, for you as a unique child of God, offering gifts to the church, offering gifts to the world, and offering uh, growth opportunities in your relationship with God too, because we do have strengths and weaknesses. So I don't know. Did did that help you? Did that time give you anything while I was talking?
0: <laughs> um I guess having unique gifts that are are um helpful for wherever I'm I'm given in the moment. Um lately, you know, in in my congregation being able to use the the gifts that I have in terms of technology um mm. to help us stay connected as a congregation. Um, and, and trying to put those to, to use as best and, and also being a DCE also gives me opportunity to be helpful in the areas of teaching as well um, in my mm-hmm. congregation. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not necessarily unique just to me, but um, unique in I my don't, setting. You know, in my yeah, setting. and I
2: don't yeah. think it needs to be. I mean, there's how many billions of human beings uh, across time and space. You know, there's going to be some overlap if you will, in God's children. (laughs) And that's a beautiful thing. That is that... Procure some connection also, you know, I think of especially our junior hires and senior hires, how important it is for them to have those aspects of their quote unquote identity as like theater nerd or someone who <laughs> uh, is into sports or, you know, they get over identified with these things, if you will. But at the same time, that's because they're seeking some connections in that. And that's a normal, healthy part of development again. Again, we do ourselves a disservice when we just tell them, Don't don't say those things. You're you're just a child of God. That's your only identity. While there is truth in that, we have to be careful not to overstate it, but to help them understand the core of their identity as child of God. And these other things are aspects of that, because guess what? Sometimes those things will die away, right? I I was once a major in musical theater. Guess what? I am not anymore. That is not a huge part of who I am. So being able to roll with that in life is what that core child of God does for us also. And I think we're overlapping a lot of conversation here about identity and vocation. And so I want people to understand that there is some overlap. I think we like to put those in boxes of this is my identity, child of God, everything else is vocation again while there is some truth in that i don't think god makes things that cleanly <laughs> like I, I wish that was the way it worked um but usually when we try to box our theology so theology so tightly uh then we end up misunderstanding the way that they interact and so yes you are not your vocations but wow they are a really Big piece of your gifts, and that's part of identity. And so, understanding that there's some overlap there is really important. Okay, so Sarah, how about you? What's unique about you as a child of God?
1: See, I got more time to think about this. Uh, mm. <laughs> I think okay. I would, I would, I would probably put multi actually in that category of uniqueness. And, and Andy, that goes for you too, of of just having that ability of being able to like stack all of these crazy different uh, abilities and talents on top of each other uh, as you move along in life to to be this unique person that has all of these random interests that all mm-hmm. kind of fit together in a, in a, in a weird and awesome way. Um, but also, I mean, like specific things I would maybe say, um, like musical ability that has especially mm-hmm. been a huge thing over the pandemic, being able to, you know, help my church with, with, uh, my, my musical talent with my husband, being able to, to lead our congregation in, in song has been huge. Um, And I mean, other things that I've said before about, you know, being creative and and uh, bringing trying to bring joy into people's lives, I think, is probably a big one
2: yeah, those are really helpful. And I think as you guys both talk, people likely resonate with some of those things. And then they also can hear something that might be different for them. So I like to think of identity as a thumbprint, that we have this core, and I have a whole graphic on this and stuff too. And maybe we can put that on social media, but it has the thumbprint core of child of God, you know, especially for us as Christians, redeemed child of God is such a huge piece of that. But then around that thumbprint, We have all of those indications and markers to our individuality and God, God honors those things. It's not everything, right? It's not everything to him. But at the same time, Christ's identity doesn't spread out and cover those up. He is the core of our identity and we are always working with the Spirit, the Spirit's working inside of us to grow us into a more Christ-like person. And I was just listening to some of Leo Sanchez's work on the Holy Spirit, and I highly recommend his book uh, on that, and how God sculpts us. And so that's part of it. We have this core identity in Christ, And he's sculpting and molding those other parts of our identity, our multi-potentialite, our creativity, our technological gifts and talents into something that serves our neighbor, that looks more like Christ's love and and justice and mercy going out into the world. And so that's how we understand identity. That's going to be a very different thing as Christians than uh, for people who don't know Christ but that we can give them pieces of that understanding because this is part of the wrestling of life is identity. And so we'll talk about identity and role confusion when we get back from the break.
0: Hmm. So you're listening to the coffee hour, more on identity here on mental health Monday. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldseth.
0: I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. The pandemic will prevent many people from participating in the annual March for Life. March for Life Chicago has an idea called Moving the March Tour. Learn more about this event on World Lutheran News Digest Wednesday at 2.30 and Saturday at 9.30 on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Cross Defense is the show where we talk about curious topics to excite the imagination, equip the mind, and comfort the soul with God's Word. Join me, Pastor Tyrell Bramwell, every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio, or anytime on KFUO.org, or even your favorite podcast app. My friends, our foe is a fierce enemy. Our only defense is Christ on the cross.
1: On Monday's Law and Gospel, we
2: will be examining a reading from the passages chosen for the following Sunday with
0: the intent to learn what the verses say about Jesus and also to be comforted with the Gospel message of how the life and sufferings of our Lord provide us
2: with both the forgiveness of sins and the robe of righteousness.
0: Listen to Law and Gospel weekday mornings beginning at 930 on KFUO. (laughs) KFUO Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: It is Mental Health Monday. We're talking about identity with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman today. And we've asked all kinds of thought-provoking questions about my life and Sarah's life and our identity. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll continue our (laughs) conversation
2: (laughs) (laughs) on identity.
0: Uh, where Where would you like to go from here, Heidi?
2: Yeah, I want to go into this concept of role confusion, which is Erikson. Eric Erickson, a developmental psychologist and theorist, his opposite, if you will, of identity and understanding identity and having this strong sense of self. So in developmental theory, we move toward one or the other. And I would propose that we are usually constantly wrestling with both uh, and identity Again, we said is very closely linked to vocation, and uh, they are different things and it's really important to understand those differences, especially I think doctrinally, we understand that there's a difference, and that's important internally though mental health wise, we experience these things uh, with a lot of overlap and so role confusion is when we do that unfortunate thing where we equate ourselves with our hats, if you will. So I have my hat as a therapist. And if that's the way I understand myself, and the only way I understand myself, if that thing falls away, that's going to leave me in a puddle on the floor, you know, I'm going to have a really hard time coping with that. And it's, it's not a resilient structure that I've built in my life, if I understand myself as only that one hat. Same thing with If we, you know, equate ourselves with the hat of spouse, and then we don't get married, (laughs) or Mm -hmm. our uh, spouse passes away, or we uh, struggle through a divorce because of one reason or another, then we're going to really wrestle with role confusion. Now, It is to be understood that there is some beauty in the wrestling, right? Role confusion is not always a terrible thing. It just means that we're in a space where we feel less confident, where we might need a little help. That's one reason why therapy or pastoral counseling is really good for questions of identity and vocation, because it's normal to need some help in working through and sorting through these things, or coffee with a friend can go a long way in bringing these things forward. Bible study is another great space to wrestle with identity and role confusion because those conversations normally come up, if you will. So knowing that It's okay if you don't completely understand who you are while we have this conversation. I do not know that person who does. I don't think that that is an accurate representation, especially of the Christian walk, is being sure and certain, so much so that we never wrestle. I think that's a false identity of the Christian life. And so knowing that God, excuse me, does powerful things in our role confusion is a beautiful narrative instead of the Christian life that might be a little bit different from secular psychology that says we're doing really great when we're confident and sure. And we know exactly who we are and we're moving forward. You know, there's benefits to that. We're going to talk about that next week, but there is beauty in the wrestling. And I think Sarah had uh, some thoughts on that. Sarah, do you want to share what you were telling me during the break?
1: yeah i wanted to to also uh throw in the the hat that uh the hard parts of life also make up uh i don't know if 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 they're actually like I, part of the identity um sometimes they're part of our vocations uh if we're mm-hmm. if we take on the role of a caregiver for a loved one um or it's just part of your own you know those own personal crosses that we each have to bear that all mm-hmm. plays into our identity and, and it does affect vocation and it affects how you, how you grow and mature as a person. Um, you know, all of the the things that I, the health things that I've had to deal with over the last few years, it opens up so many other doors to talk with mm-hmm. people about their own crises. And it it, it builds this um, huge empathy to be able to reach out to, to other people and, uh, and walk mm-hmm. with people even, even better in our walk together as as children of God unique children of God
2: mhm yeah i love that and you know i think that the analogy of the baseball is really helpful for this that we all have that core, right? When you take apart a baseball or you cut it in half, if anybody's ever watched a How It's Made video or something like that, there's this really hard core to a baseball. Uh, And then there's all these layers wrapped around it. And then there's the stitching and the fibers. And I think of the layers as kind of our parts of self, our interests, our weakness, our strengths, those intricate details about us uh, that are wrapped around that core. And then those hard parts, especially I think of as the stitching. Uh, God does, beautiful things in desperate people. And in my book, Altogether Beautiful, which is a study of the Song of Songs and a study of identity, if you will, I think if I could go back and slap something else on the cover, I would put that on there. Because as you walk through it, you see all of this discussion of relationship, but it really helps us to understand by what Andy said, looking at who our father is, looking at who our beloved is, we understand ourselves a little bit better than we did the day before. And so understanding that Christ is enough, that core is enough, if that's all we have, we'll still be able to hit the ball with the bat, right? There's still uh, that structure there. The structure doesn't change. The structure will change if I don't have the core. (laughs) The leather isn't going to hold up as this circular object that can be hit by a bat if I don't have the core. But with that core, that's enough. Christ is always enough. And I think when we talk about identity... That is one of the biggest mental health questions: Is am I enough? Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I uh, intellectual enough? Am I thoughtful enough? Am I empathetic enough? You know, you could go on. We we are so good at enoughing ourselves to death, <laughs> but Christ is enough, and. I don't know how to live without that. That's one reason I wanna share the gospel with everyone around me, because I see so many people struggling with these questions of mental health. And at the end of the day, Christ is enough for all of that. And then I can get to the meat of what's around that, the outside of the fingerprint, if you will. It's really hard when I'm trying to muscle through the outside of the fingerprint with nothing in the core. And so that's one reason we share the gospel If you see someone struggling alongside you, asking who are they, what's important to them, what they value, this is a perfect time to walk alongside them and be there for those questions. Answer, help them work through those questions and let them know how Christ has changed that narrative for you. You know, identity is really a great place to be like, wow, God's made a difference here in my life. And it doesn't have to be fake. It doesn't have to be inauthentic. But where has God worked resilience in your life? What different parts of the narrative has he worked some beautiful, beautiful things in some of your desperation? And so I really appreciate that you shared that, Sarah. I just want to say in the last few seconds that we have that we can over-identify with the hard things in our narrative. When we make our mental health diagnosis our identity, when we make our divorce our identity, when we make um, any of those things, even like our young adult selves, when we make our theater nerd or our uh, sports identity our identity, you can see how that goes south really quickly. Uh, Those things, will fall apart. And and that is a good place of wrestling to be. God will work in that too. Uh, But we want to have some internal resources and some external resources to help us with that. So we turn to God's word. Uh, We listen to our bodies. We listen to the anxiety that comes up and we turn it over to God and ask for his help with that. We look to Christ in our sin and our shame and our mess, and ask him for healing. Um, And we turn to other people that he's given us to give us wisdom and to help be those supports all around us. So that's a little bit of the core of what identity is. And I think theologically, especially what identity is. And next week, we're gonna move on to the benefits of strong identity, strong uh, mental health, when we know our identity a little bit closer in Christ, especially.
0: Mm, Very good. Very helpful stuff, uh, stuff, helpful knowledge uh, to to,
2: some good stuff today. Good stuff. I I, want to say
0: I I, want to take a minute to a a couple of seconds to say thanks to those who have reached out with comments or questions as well, whether I'm reaching out directly to Heidi or to us here on the coffee hour. Um, For some insights uh, how you appreciate Mental Health Monday, you can email us, coffee at kfuo.org. Share with us your thoughts about Mental Health Monday as well. You've been listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Visit kfuo.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at kfuo.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere do